hello and welcome back to a, another episode, episode three of the Movie Men podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brady. And I'm the other host, Peter. And we are uh, ecstatic to be doing this, mm-hmm. to be back. That's right. Uh, we're doing something a little different this week. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we put it out on our Facebook page a couple days ago. Um, that we uh, were going to do a movie review. Mm-hmm. Uh, we gave you four options, mm-hmm. uh, all located within the Disney classic category. Mm-hmm. Um, you spoke with your votes. Thank you for your input, by the way. Absolutely. Uh, and we ended up, we just finished watching uh, the 1992 animated classic, mm-hmm. Aladdin. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. It's, it's, you know, it, it was, so thank you for voting, everyone who voted. A mm-hmm. um, couple things going into this. We are going to talk spoilers. Yes. We are, the assumption is that you have seen this. We're going to talk to you, you, you as if you just sat and watched it with us. And you've had 27 years to watch this movie, and if you haven't, that's on you. Correct. Um, and so, yeah, so it. If you're worried about spoilers, press pause. <laughs> Go watch Aladdin um, and then come back and press play. And if you don't really care about spoilers, then, well, whatever. Uh, we won't worry about it. Um, so I'd like to start off by saying something interesting. Okay. Um, something I deliberately didn't tell you prior to now because oh, okay. uh, I wanted a bit of a response. Uh, get it. This was my first viewing of Aladdin. What in what? Okay, so but I can, I can justify it. Uh, so there goes my first question. I was going to say, do you remember the first time you saw Aladdin? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it quite well. Wow, uh, like it was fifteen minutes ago. Good. So no, so growing up, uh, we just didn't have it. Okay. We yeah. just didn't own Aladdin. Yeah. We owned a bunch of Disney movies. Yeah. We had Hercules, Snow White yeah. and the Seven Dwarves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we had Bambi. Mm. Um, hmm. Just, but it, we yeah. had a bunch. Yeah. Um, just not Aladdin. And oh, actually, we had a lot of live action Disney movies. So we had like George mm. to the Jungle, oh, George, George of the, the Jungle. jungle. Yeah. Um, you know, stuff like that. So right. we had a lot of live Flubber. action. Flubber. We had Flubber, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so just didn't have it as a kid. Okay. Um, and then by the time I was an adult uh, and had a disposable income, could spend my own money. <laughs> Make your own choices. Watch the movies I wanted to watch. Right. Uh, I was like 16 at that point. It wasn't the movie that I, you know, if I was going to sit and watch a, a Disney animated movie, it was probably going to be one of the Disney animated movies that I had grown up on, mm. right? I was chasing after that nostalgic thing. Um, and so, yeah, so this this was my first viewing. Now, I, I knew of, I know of the movie. Of course. Um, I'd seen most of the songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it had been on YouTube or growing up, we had a Disney sing-along thing, VHS. Oh, sure. Um, so it was basically four or, well, four or five. There was probably five or six 
songs from movies. Um, I think When You Wish Upon a Star was on there. Mm. Uh, Prince Ali, the mm. the parade song was yes. on there. Oh, yeah. um, Just Can't Wait to Be King was on there from The Lion King. Mm. Um, so I knew that track very well. Sure. Everybody knows A Whole New World. Mm-hmm. Um, but hadn't seen it hadn't sat down and seen it right. um had had maybe seen clips of of robin williams performance mm-hmm. incredible yes performance yes um but no now but i did understand the world too so there was a uh disney channel mm, show about the tv series universe. about right. and i think it pretty much the idea of the show was that it picks up where this one left off right. that now the genie is freed yeah and so it's no longer a subservient server or like a servant. Like yeah, it's no longer it's no longer genie granting right. Aladdin wishes yep. per se, and more just genie using his powers to help Aladdin out yeah. on a day to day basis. Sure. So, but uh, yeah, so I I just I that that is my my wow items of housekeeping that You've... i had to do that's the dirty laundry that i had to air if only had that much of a poker face when we played poker i had no idea that's... <laughs> uh, okay. yeah the last time when i won um <laughs> i yeah i so i'm i'm glad i was kind of looking forward to there were there were two movies on the list that i hadn't mm-hmm. seen right um one was pocahontas which I've we never need to seen. do um and and this was the other one okay um so yeah, so I w- I was pretty excited that this one got picked. What what stood out to you? Um, well I I mean Robin Williams. Yeah, Robin honestly. Williams. What's interesting about I think what's really interesting about Aladdin is that it is the only Disney animated movie with a notable cast. So Disney animated well. Not necessarily. I'm. I, I see. You're. You're right. There's a lot of notable people like uh, Gilbert Gottfried. And Gilbert Gottfried. Obviously, in we it. just said uh, Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Poca- Jim Cummings is in it. Pocahontas had some star. Oh. It had Christian Bale, Mel Gibson. Isn't... Right. Mal- Mel Gibson plays John Smith. Correct. Okay. Uh, I'd have to do a quick search for. Okay. More, no. So that's so right. There are Mulan some. has Eddie Murphy. Okay. I'm Correct. completely out to lunch here. A little bit. But, but it is star-studded. Aladdin but has a it's, lot of... It's a big... Yeah. Which, so, is maybe more of a... Because Pocahontas came out in 91? Yeah. Um, and Mulan... 1995. 95. Yeah. And Mulan actually didn't come out until, like, 98 Yeah, 97, 98. It's yeah. a later, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. But they're all part of that um that era of disney Mm. so the music stood out to me as well yes um for sure so in the early 90s late 80s early 90s i don't know the exact date Mm. um but disney hired a composer named alan menken Mm. um and alan menken is the genius behind such songs at well most of the music in this movie okay um most of the music in the little mermaid Mm. Uh, oh, wow. yeah, that's one too. Yeah. Most of the music in, uh, shoot, what's the other one? Poc- wow, most of the music in Pocahontas. Right. right? So, like the that 90s Musical, golden era. Yeah, of Disney. Right. You've got the Silver Age right. of oh, Disney, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I would say is, 
Sleeping Beauty, mm-hmm. uh, Bambi, yep. Snow White, yep. uh, Dumbo. Yeah. Where does Peter Pan fall into that? Fall Probably in? Peter Pan, because yeah. okay. Peter Pan, I think, came out in like the 60s or something. It's an old yeah, one. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, you've got this, sort of this in the late 80s and then through the 90s. Yep. There's kind of a, a resurgence of the Disney mm-hmm. film. Right. Um, and really, yeah. some of the last hand-drawn animation movies to hit the, the big screen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, right. Aladdin, because, yeah, Aladdin was released in 92. Okay. So that would be one of the last few. Pocahontas is right on that fringe. We were thinking about Toy Story is probably the first. I think, yeah, so Toy Story, which I think came out in 97? 95. 95. Sorry, I've got a list in front of okay, me. Okay, so escape. yeah, so so it came out in 95, yeah. and it is the first right. 100% computer-generated computer generated okay. film. So I'm just backtracking a bit to uh, of Disney specifically. So Aladdin came out in 92, Lion King in 94, right. Pocahontas in 95. So those might be the last mainstream Disney hand. Right. Now, uh, interest. I'm kind of wondering. So the one that I – another one that I haven't seen mm-hmm. is uh, The Princess and the Frog, which was sort of the last mm. Disney princess movie they did. Okay. But I don't know – it it seemed to have like any of the trailers I saw. Mm-hmm. It seemed to have the appearance of hmm. hand drawn animation, right? But it's entirely possible that they it just, wasn't, right? And that, that it was just done, right. you know. Yeah. So interestingly, um, on that note, this mm-hmm. is this this is a bit of a bunny trail. Sure. We haven't really talked about Aladdin yet. No, we should. Um, but uh, the new. Mary Poppins movie. Right. I did not see it. Which I haven't seen yet either. Okay. Um, but there is a much, it sounds like much like the original, there is a oh, sequence where they go, sure. they kind of merge real life real with, life with um, animation. Right. Oh, cool. So what's That's really interesting. interesting, a fun bit of uh, movie knowledge mm-hmm. is um, Disney had to bring in retired Oh no! Hand-drawn animators. No way. To train. Oh wow! The new guy to, yeah. to train the young because that none, of, none of them knew how to do it. That makes sense. None of them knew how to ant like they right. got the the basics. Yeah. Right. Anyone's you can do sure. like a, a flip book and a cartoon yeah. type thing. Yeah. Um. But none of them had had ever made a oh. movie that was hand-drawn animation. Interesting. Oh, Everything cool. was computer animated now, right. and it was important to Disney right. that even though they could, uh, <laughs> even though they could totally do the new Mary Poppins movie right. with, like, you could do a computer animated one, and you <laughs> could make it look like hand drawn animation. Right, if there's a difference. They wanted to keep. I think it was there was something about keeping the spirit mm. of hmm. the originals. Interesting. But yeah, they had to. They had to bring in. Hey, you know how we chased you guys out of town? Yes. Yeah, we we actually need you. Yeah, so it turns out, yeah, you guys were the guys. Yeah, it turns out we're nothing without you. So please but, come back. Yeah. So let's talk about Aladdin. Okay. Yeah. Uh, music's incredible. The music. So yeah, there's a, several different things I wrote down while we watched it, okay. and I have seen it more than you, uh, as I just found okay. out. How many times? Like, would you say this is one you had on the shelf growing up? So I had it on the shelf growing up. And I've seen it live, like in, in a musical production okay. in Chicago, and it was fantastic. Okay. Not just yeah. 
I it's probably top five Disney for sure. Right. Um, oh. Yeah, music. The music is fantastic. So that was in my notes. Well, when we do our videos, when we where we start ranking, <laughs> oh. we come up with our lists oh. of films. That'll okay. Be, uh... This will be on there, I'm sure. Robin Williams, obviously, we hit on that. I know that's not a story based note, but just dang, so many times I went back. I I literally wrote his name, circled it, put a little sad face next to it. Probably instead of making all. I did because there were so many times I'm like that that scene oh, was totally did. that scene was magic and I'm like I'm not just I'm not going to do it justice making a note on it I'm just going to like Robin Williams is was awesome in that movie sure probably uh, something I will say probably the funniest mm-hmm. animated Disney movie I've ever seen yeah it's it's um they all have elements of humor yeah I don't know I guess uh, it, it's the kind of the gold standard of like here's here's a movie that can appeal to your child and appeals to the adults and then we're kind of that niche group that grew, like watched it as a child and it was funny didn't yep. get all the references to beheadings or slit throats or and hookahs then, or, or stuff hookahs like that. Yeah. but then as we grow like we appreciate it more appreciate it more understand more references more yeah. more like storylines parts I, with it I, and now we're in that transition where we just appreciate all aspects of it right which is similar it's it's uh it's something the shrek films do i was just gonna say it was like shrek shrek was the first one as i was kind of like quasi adult like i was old enough to appreciate some adult jokes young enough to appreciate but still if you go back and watch it now it's still many layers yes didn't even you had no idea what they were referencing yeah so and to me yeah aladdin was definitely in the same category yeah that's incredible yeah um the dead sea tupperware like this is this is gold there's so many great yeah. moments and jokes in this movie yeah and also just now i just want to use the term street rat <laughs> like just everyone i want to be like yeah street rat i'll refer to you as a street rat no you can't you use want. it on me that's that's not how it works oh okay uh good villain yeah really menacing jafar is yeah is menacing yeah. although there's so there's this really strange moment come from near or jafar <laughs> Sorry, there's near. this there's this strange moment in the movie uh where he is he's he's gotten the lamp right mm. so we're we're in okay. the third act of the film sure jafar has gotten the lamp yep. and he is screwing up everything for everybody right but there's this crazy moment where jafar reveals to jasmine who aladdin really is Right. And that he's been lying to her this whole time. Right. And it's bizarre because although he's the villain mm-hmm. and although all like everything's crumbling down at his hand, mm-hmm. I'm sitting there watching it going, he's what he's doing isn't evil. <laughs> like he's, right. you know, like some, ruining of the other, of- some of the other stuff, like overthrowing the Sultan. I, I do find it. It's interesting because he, he hits a lot of different check marks off on like a disney villain so in some ways he's comical like the farcical like oh like how the heck can you not tell he's like manipulating you he like he looks just so evil oh yeah it hits you across the face but there's still some like menacing realities to him and i i i also just draw like there's some historical comparisons like i just to me he has rasputin written all over his face like there's just like just him manipulating the king or the sultan in this case and just I don't know. There's some realities based in his character that I feel like it's a nice balance of farcical, but also like he's a he's a villain. Sure. Yeah. I, I'm intimidated by him, especially when he becomes a sorcerer. Heck. 
Yeah, which yeah. is genius. Yeah, that it is. Was, it was the smartest wish he could have made. That was the smartest wish. He said, make me a warlock. Yeah. Make me a powerful warlock. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, which is essentially... Like a bag full more, of wishes. Yeah, like more wishes. Essentially, yeah. Like, you don't really need a genie at that point. Yeah. But... Yeah. Um, so, yeah. The villain was good. Uh, the music was good. The story itself is good. The story's good, and it's got several morals. Right. Um, two of which... Two of which I felt like resolved really well mm. and one of which i felt like there was i thought was going to be immoral and thought was going to be <laughs> a nice strong point of uh of storytelling mm -hmm. and then they kind of really didn't do anything with it mm. so one of the main obvious ones in the film that they mm -hmm. do resolve yep. is obviously um the notion that jasmine is not a prize to be won right she is yeah a human a human she's being. a woman sure uh, and she shouldn't be told who she's going to marry. Of course not. Um, which, again, culturally at the time was how it was done. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, that she wants to marry for love. She mm -hmm. doesn't want to marry because mm -hmm. the law says she needs to get married. And arguably, like, this is something she probably should have brought up more earlier than three days before three the deadline. Three days before she's I mean, like, she probably should have sat on that, but it's all valid. It's valid. Well, yeah, yeah. But, I mean... Her father also kind of left things until three days before. Like, there didn't seem to be a lot of planning. In no. This. Okay, dear, you've right. got three days to get married. we got to find we a guy, to... and we got to get you hitched. Yeah. Um, we so... can't use online dating because yeah. historic, historical yeah. reasons. So so there was that one. Mm -hmm. um, then there is the, the moral of selflessness. Okay. Yep. Um, which ultimately gets resolved when Aladdin frees the genie at the end of the film. Yes, yep. Um, instead of making the final wish a wish mm -hmm. for himself, yep. which he kind of, he discovers, like there's a moment in the film where Jafar's gotten the lamp and mm -hmm. Aladdin says to Abu, mm -hmm. uh, I should have freed the genie when I had the chance. Right. Um, my greed in the moment... Mm -hmm has affected me yep. negatively in the long run. Yep. Uh, but the one that I was, like, at the start of the film, Aladdin's singing about wanting fame. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, well, wanting riches. Wanting, yeah. wanting riches and money because once he has those things, yeah. life will be worry-free. Right. That's the lifestyle that he, yeah, he wants. Yeah. yeah. Um, and... I I don't feel like they so I was kind of expecting there to be a uh, a point that they hit home about mm. uh, it's money's not all that yeah that doesn't it's not all that wonderful yeah. it doesn't bring you happiness now they do they do hit on uh, relationships like dating out of your class per right. se right so yep. there's this whole thing about yep. it would be frowned upon for the princess to end up with a, a street rat. A street rat yes. um but uh but she says you know that's mm. that's ridiculous and mm. the sultan kind of agrees at the end he's yeah. like ah oh, you've proved yourself and i mean at that point they're like hours from the deadline so he doesn't have much wiggle wiggle room so right he's just he's got to work with what he's got they're running out of time yeah like 
There's yeah. it's either that or she's a spinster. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, no, so good morals. But uh, yeah. yeah, I was kind of hoping they would. I was kind of hoping they would drive home the whole. Uh, Do, does he? Does Aladdin have like any? Um, I guess, do you, do you, um, are you disappointed in Aladdin's choice of never coming clean with the queen or the princess, the princess? and just never actually telling her like, Hey, I'm actually Aladdin. There was, I'm, I'm not being straight with you. I'm not telling you the truth. Like the moment you... where she discovered when they're sitting on the balcony yeah. and she discovers that he is the guy from the market, the market. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's got an opportunity to come clean there. So, so perfect. And uh, he blew it. Carpet is even like, yeah. is that, it's, we're yeah. just calling him Carpet? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Carpet's like, hey, come on. you know, come on, go for it. Yeah. Tell her the truth. Here's your chance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he he covers it up with another lie. Yeah. I am a prince. Yeah. I just sometimes dress in peasant clothing so mm -hmm. that I can go to... Uh, <laughs> And yeah. in that moment, mm -hmm. you truly, like, at least I'm sitting there going, you scuzzball. <laughs> like, you you stupid idiot. Like, you had this moment to come clean. Everybody lies from time shot. to time. Yeah. And even at the f end of the film, um, she says, I get it. Mm -hmm. I get why you lied. Yeah. Uh which I'm, which I'm happy because I honestly relate with him a hundred percent. Like, I I would have probably nine times out of ten I would have done the same thing. Well, maybe that makes me a lying scumbag. You're well, I but it's I mean, you're married way out of your league, so it serves you. So well. I can I have firsthand experience. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Had you not lied, <laughs> she does think I own. I'm a prince of a small European country. Right. One that you can't go back to. Correct. Right. Yeah. I which abdicated. is convenient. I abdicated. Yeah uh i'm trying to think what else what else do i have in my notes here i, I do like because i so the things yeah musical numbers the comedic elements so there's the slapstick and just adult oriented humor the, the magical fantastic elements and even just like the basic human relationships between the the princess and uh, aladdin it's basically just two individuals that are mirrors of each other like they're both feeling trapped in their realities for opposite reasons right but it's just a simple relationship um and usually their social hierarchy would kind of prohibit that from occurring but it doesn't in that case so i think it's just really easy to kind of get drawn into it even though it's just a disney cartoon i really enjoy your essay answers thanks that's part one of three <laughs> i just came up with that off the top of my head i don't know what yes, you're talking I'm about sure yeah yeah um one thing i noticed so i noticed a lot of similarities in so um in the voices in the movie so oh, oh. The, who's the who is the guard the main cat officer that keeps chasing anyway so he's voiced by jim cummings okay who voiced pete uh like the pete the enemy of mickey mouse oh. and so he's got that voice he uses the same voice oh, but jim okay. cummings has done all sorts of stuff like sure. jim, jim cummings did uh winnie the pooh and okay. tigger and sure. the cheshire cat in uh alice in wonderland which is basically the same voice like a the cheshire cat in in alice in wonderland is oh, basically okay. a lispier or winnie the pooh like they've got right. very similar voices right um the guy that voiced a pooh mm -hmm. also voiced the cave of wonders mm. 
uh, which is great because they're like polar opposites. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, he's done a bunch of stuff. Like he voiced, uh, he's voiced Scooby Doo. Like <laughs> the, the all of the Scooby Doo animated renditions that you've seen for probably the last twenty years, <laughs> spinoffs and everything. It's all been this all guy. All been this guy. Wow. Um, but. And I was kind of thinking, like, so initially I looked him up while we were watching the movie because I was like, Abu sounds an awful lot like Donald the Duck. And? Like, there's moments, and not once. Oh. Not once has oh, he really? ever played Donald the Duck. Oh, wow. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. He's been in, like, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. He's been in things that have Donald the Duck in them. Sure, yeah. Uh, but he's never played. But also... Uh, the other thing I wanted to look up was to see if he'd ever been, uh, if he'd ever voiced any characters in Spectre Gadget. Oh, like the original, like the original. Yeah, yeah, and he hasn't. Okay. But I couldn't get over how similar the Cave of Wonders sounded <laughs> to Doctor Claw from oh, the original because it's literally yes. the same, like. The diamond That's in a, the rough. Yes, is the same That's voice as. Identical. I'll get you next time, Inspector gadget. Gadget. Like, it was the, it was the exact same thing. That's true. There is such a connection. With but that. he's not. It's oh, not the man. same guy. So really? that was that was a little disappointing. I thought I'd found kind yeah. of a fun Easter egg there. Came across that. Yeah. Um, but no, start to finish. Oh. I'm trying to think. Was there anything I didn't like? I, so on a fart like a joking farcical comment the okay. one thing i didn't like a continuity error um one thing i was a little bothered by so the the scene on the patio where aladdin sorry uh prince ali, prince ali ali is interacting with the princess how do you say the last name prince ali mighty is he ali ababa okay i have to sing it to remember it okay um, so anyway, point is he jumps off the balcony and she's like, no, no, no. And he lands on the carpet, this right. magic flying carpet. Yeah. And literally her response, like, she's like, what is that? And he's like, it's my magic carpet. Her response literally is it's lovely. Like in a monotone voice, it's lovely. It's lovely. Like, Hey Brady, that sweater you're wearing. It's, it's lovely. It is just, just a run of the mill magic carpet. So she's so easily accepting of this. No question, zero question, no hesitation. But literally when they're on their magic carpet ride in Egypt, the guy, the sculptor on the Sphinx takes a look at them. He strokes out and like clips off the nose off the Sphinx because it's such a weird anomaly to see this flying carpet. But she like, I I just thought it was weird that she was so accepting of this carpet. She also didn't seem like prior to discovering that there's a magic carpet, Mm -hmm. it seemingly he just stepped off of a like 50 story balcony and she seems a little startled yeah it's like she doesn't seem like no no please don't don't jump to your death it's like hey no don't grab the last pickle yeah like that level of just yeah wow that's i if the last pickle's on the line (laughs) okay don't grab the second last pickle get a little more worked up than that um is there anything I didn't like? Uh, I don't know. All of the musical numbers seemed really strong. Yeah. Um, Robin Williams is incredible. Uh, that's exactly. That's why I literally like. I went, kept going back to him. I'm like, this scene is was just made by Robin Williams. So which w- we were talking during the movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. That uh, they they had originally written a script. Mm-hmm. And they got Robin Williams in the in the, <laughs> the recording booth. booth. Yeah. Um, Robin Williams, of course, who is famous for 
just these chaotic unleashing yeah whatever pops into his mind rapid fire just, joking and it's, it's voices magic. and character like Every he time. just jumps from character yeah. to character to character yeah um and so they got him in the booth and they quickly realized you can't <laughs> script robin williams no there's no, no uh which a lot of other movies haven't mm-hmm. uh a lot of the movies and tv shows that robin had been in were allowed him that freedom mm. uh but it's a little little different when you're like you know recording a voice for an animated character is is sort of a different process mm-hmm. um but no so they they ended up just kind of letting him do his thing mm-hmm. um and then they they animated not just his mouth but like the things that he, genie oh. would make appear and the the cool. the costumes and the shapes that genie would change into all of that was animated and determined based By on what robin actions. had done and oh, cool. i think i read somewhere that they he had recorded hours mm, okay. there was hours and hours and hours of stuff <laughs> some of which i imagine was not disney Diff. friendly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um no that's like mm-hmm. it's he he truly was uh, and it seems weird to say was, but he truly was mm, yeah, incredible sure. yeah. at what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's hard to imagine anyone else in that role. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we're going to see it. Well, some Will, people have seen yeah, it. Yeah, some people have seen. So yeah. Will Smith is, uh, yeah. which people are saying he's really good. Yeah, okay. Um, I have heard some early reviews talk about... Um, that he definitely does his own thing like okay. it's not it's not just a it's not just a robin williams impression that he's good, doing good um but that there are a couple of moments in the film whether it's something that will smith says or something that will smith does mm. that are clear nods to robin mm. clear like kind of tastefully just... yeah just very super tastefully sure is what i've heard Good. very tastefully yeah nodding towards what robin accomplished right and, and the genius that he was that's cool so yeah yeah um what can i jump back to one yeah. more thing oh, yeah. that i liked um and i mean like it is a children's movie so it's not that it was a mind-blowing event but it was just i I did it was a little refreshing when just aladdin outwit jafar just so he basically he turns him into coaxed him into turning him into a genie and it's just a little refreshing just because some disney movies just kind of rely on kind of a slapstick violent kind of like uh conflict between the protagonist and the antagonist and it's just kind of like laying each other out or just like blowing crap up and it was just kind of refreshing like it was not kind of brawn or violence that kind of, it was just like literally kind of a bit of an outwitting right play long haul long kong kind yeah, of thing. absolutely yeah. so uh we're at 37 minutes so wow what uh what have you watched this week pete well brady at uh, at your advice i was contractually obligated to watch the movie the jerk from 1976 and starring steve martin yeah uh to summarize it wow what the heck did i just watch (laughs) in a positive way not even a little bit wow so it it was painful it took me so long to finish this like i could not sit and watch the whole thing 
I like did it in shifts. Like here's 20 minutes, here's 20 <laughs> minutes, here's 20 minutes. Like let me record where I am in this movie. Did it, you laugh once? I d- <sighs> so I'm not on trial here, but I will answer your question. Yes, I laughed a couple times. Right, like out loud, audibly. Correct. But I'll get to that in a second. I'm not so sure if it was just the, the skill of the creative team, like making something that was well done, or if my brain was just getting so numb that I was just sub, like I just was vulnerable right. to anything. Yep. Uh, so I've got, I'm trying to develop a bit of an evaluative process for when I watch a movie to kind of just get a gauge on like, was this movie good, bad, ugly? Sure. And it literally like wow, got wow, wow. 10% or less. Like enjoyment didn't wow. score well. Out plot, of 100. Plot didn't score well. Character development didn't score well. Soundtrack, you, no. Visuals, got, no. Like, a spreadsheet over Rewatchability, there? no. How comfortable, uncomfortable the viewing was, eh. And the length was, was appropriate. I don't think it was appropriate. It should have been five minutes, ten minutes. Oh it could have been gosh. summarized in a YouTube video. Savage. Oh, so, savage. Yeah, it was just very simple, juvenile. Uh, it made, like, Dumb and Dumber seem like highbrow, kind of, like, PBS. Like Oh, come off it. Yes, I'm dead serious. Right. It was very, this isn't bad, but it was just really punny. And, like, a lot of, like, playing on, like, language, like, and, like, idiomatic expressions, like, hold your tongue. It's like, well, I'm going to hold my tongue now. And it's just, yeah. like, okay, I, I've had enough of this. I did laugh three to four times, though, so I have to admit. Three to four. All right. Um, I am curious how it got 83% on the tomato meter. Like, right? just is this Is this critics or audience? Uh, uh, I think 85 audience, 83 critics. Okay. But it could be, revert, like, it could be backwards. But sure. anyway, yeah. Uh, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why is it called the jerk? I have no idea. I think he's a jerk just because <laughs> he's because he's ignorant. Okay. Because he's not like he's not an a hole. Okay. Yeah. No. Right? No. No. He's, a nice he's guy. very innocent. He's, 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 he's a more annoying Forrest Gump. Like Forrest Gump does everything right, and he's like just a genuine human being. Right. This guy is too. He's just annoying. He's just annoying, and he's a lot less fortunate like he yes he ends up in yes some worse dire scenarios yeah for sure uh yeah he doesn't and have so luck on as a result he comes <laughs> off as a jerk also can i just bounce back steve martin now is 73 so at the time of this movie he he was about 33 yeah he looks the same he looks the exact is he a vampire he like is. he looks the exact same his eyebrows maybe are a little bit lighter now that's the only difference uh yeah like, yeah, he's getting some wrinkles. Maybe. But uh, he's in the last five years, he's shown his first signs of aging in like 30 years. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, like, way to rock a look. Incredible. And just yeah. own it. Like, did you watch anything else this week? I did. Did you want? Did you watch anything that I suggested? I did. So I watched the first episode of True Detective. Okay. Uh, of like the third season? Of the first season. Okay, so that is the best season. Yeah, I with, started. I started from the beginning with Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I I'm probably not going to continue it That's right fine. now. Cool. Just because I've 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 got Game of Thrones on the go. Season one's pretty dark. Um, and I'm I've got like seven other <laughs> TV series that I'm planning on starting. Good man. Oh, we will talk about that next time. It's crazy. It, what I'm planning on embarking on, wow. it's all part of a, there's like a plan and what order to watch it all. Good for you. Nuts. But, um, wow. uh, I, yeah, so I watched that. Okay. Um, what else did you watch? Okay, so I rewatched something. 
2014's uh, Christopher Nolan movie Interstellar. You've, oh, you've seen perfect. it? Perfect. I love that movie. So that movie messed me up. Yes. Um, yeah. The the specifically the scene when he gets back to the ship. Yes. And he's watching the messages. Yeah. Oh. And I'm like. Yes. Uh, like yes. as a parent. I wasn't even a parent when I up. saw this. Yeah. Like I, three years ago. It was like. It's tough. So, yeah, I, I watched it because I remember the hype around it yep. in 2014. Yep. It wasn't at the same level as Avatar, but it was pretty close, like just for the visuals. And sure. it was IMAX and the sci-fi was the content was pretty cool. Yep. And I was just curious if it held up. And I think it did over time and watching it again. It's it's really spectacular. Yeah. And I remember at the time, like halfway through the film, Matt Damon shows up. Yes. And he wasn't in any no. marketing. He wasn't. Nobody knew. Like that was such a surprise. Yeah, it was really, really, really good. Um. So yeah, if so, if you're watch, if you're out there, you haven't seen it. Pretty much in the future. Oh yeah. The Earth it's is long. Dust. It's long. So it's that's like one of my three hours long. And it's a little too long. I don't mind long movies, but in this case, it was a little long. It's a little long. But it's in the future. Earth is a dust bowl. Yeah. There's not enough food. Humans are basically it's kind at the of a point. what if film. Yeah. Yeah, humans are basically at the point they're going to have to travel to another world to colonize. And either the plan is a mass exodus, take everyone that's on Earth. But they take a lot, like, string theory and quantum... Like, this this movie, basically, it's a science fiction movie that delves into a lot of crazy science. A A lot of theoretical science so they had one of their executive producers was actually an astrophysicist oh wow so they they christopher nolan got his stuff straight from the horse's mouth sure. so obviously it's a fictional piece of work so it's not the gospel as far as what's accepted science but it is based like the narrative is based on at least some baseline of accepted scientific thinking right. and understanding um as far as like you reference like space time theories relativity gravity etc right. if you want some interesting reading mm-hmm. look up um there's a story around how the film was scored so Hans zimmer scores the film that is one of the things i'm getting oh and Hans zimmer but hang on okay Hans zimmer uh christopher nolan got Hans zimmer to score the film yeah with false details like he didn't tell Hans zimmer that it was a space movie <laughs> it was a story about a father and son with sort of an estranged oh. relationship. And then, so then he scored it and then he let him watch it. And then Hans Zimmer was like, okay, <laughs> let me tweak it a little bit. Oh. But, uh, but yeah, so he basically really? took, which is why the soundtrack has got such heart to it. Right. Because it's a it's a soundtrack to a movie about relationships. Right. Not about space. Right. And so he took the soundtrack about relationships mm-hmm. and gave it a little tweak to have oh. a space big grand that's, epic feel to it. That's yeah, cool. It's it's oh it's super cool. So yeah, it is one of those situations where science is maybe a bit greater than fiction. Yeah. Just because of what sure. it's based on. And it was cool just because on a macro universal level, yeah. there's all these massive theories being kind of extrapolated. Yeah. But then it brings it down to like a personal uh, micro level of like, like you said, parent-child relationships. Yeah. The the line where Matthew McConaughey is like, we're all, we're all right, all right, all right. We're here to just make memories for our kids. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. views. Yeah, like just 
that scene where he views like all those messages from yeah. his father or daughter his, and his son, daughter and, stuff. and you just and watch him old. the whole night well the whole time just yeah break down yeah um and then that scene at the end when he it's watches almost, his daughter die yeah it's almost it's almost uh back to the futurish of yeah. interacting with your parent oh yeah at different aspects of your life so being older than your parent or yeah. at a different time frame but this was a little more emotional and how and... weird for the kid to see yes. your dad return after yes after 80 years what an emotionally charged scene 80 years yes. you haven't seen your dad and he's back and he he looks, he the, looks same. the same he's like 33 or whatever yeah oh. yeah it's crazy yeah. uh so i'll watch that this week so i'm not done oh I'm my gosh all things. right sorry Whoop. one thing i think is sure. cool so you know there's the different literary conflicts like human versus human etc yeah i thought this was cool because it's it's kind of blends a few things like human versus nature like okay. the earth is breaking down yeah human versus i don't know what because you're like playing with all these scientific laws so i guess it's human versus time but maybe it's versus space time or scientific principle physics yeah i guess yeah but then there's also human versus human at some points so it's just like a blend of all these different there's lots yeah. of conflict yeah uh and the visuals were amazing oh yeah the visuals are amazing. stunning like you just you like panoramic views of saturn you see yeah. the sun in the distance and then this little microscopic dot of the spaceship just yeah. in the corner just yeah. to like a piano melody just playing in the background yeah. um and again some things like it wasn't the best movie i've ever seen so especially of christopher nolan's right i felt it was a little clunky and forced at times like there were some scenes especially early on that it was more just like uh background expositional instead of like actually advancing the story so it was like of his movies it was a little more clunky john lithgow's times. in it too isn't he uh you're gonna who was that there's a lot of he play like, i think he plays matthew mcconaughey's father yes from third rock from the sun yeah he's yes, in that he is he's in freaking topher topher grace is in it there's a lot of topher grace yeah he plays like the right there's a lot, lot of it. people michael kane is in it yeah oh well, he, he's in like every christian he's in, christopher he's nolan in all movie. the christopher nolan movies um yeah and the so the, the runtime was oh and one thing i have to say this is this bothered me so you know the for those who haven't seen it i guess it's a bit of a spoiler but matthew mcconaughey is kind of recruited i guess you'd say by nasa yeah and they're trying to say okay we, we have to run this mission we got to save earth here's what we got to do instead of like having a vigorous like we got to find the best candidate or let's like sit down and like rank who all we've got yeah. literally michael kane turns to matthew mcconaughey and says and i quote you're the best pilot we've ever had that was their merit for choosing their candidate i thought that was for christopher nolan i thought that was a little unoriginal oh, okay. like if this was 1980 that line fits perfectly like if this is top gun like hey spark you're our best pilot your only hope but 2014 interstellar but like intergalactic science transcending principles i can't say i can't say as i noticed it okay it, it, it <laughs> i it, i literally wrote it down because okay it bothered no, me. no 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 and the well, only when other I thing watch it, i'll keep an eye out the runtime was a little long just, it's long but, yeah and i don't mind long movies like i will sit down and watch a long movie just for what was there i felt like they could have trimmed right sorry that uh, is all that okay I i'll keep mine super short sorry brady i monopolized i was time. like 10 minutes man man <laughs> it's like 10 minutes our podcast is too long now movie. because we of could... interstellar sure okay the movie that's too long <laughs> man. uh the other movie i watched this week was victor frankenstein oh with oh. uh 
James McAvoy and, and Daniel Radcliffe. Yes. Oh, uh, interesting. Incredible film. Okay. Very interesting twist on uh, on a classic story. Yes. Um, yeah. But does a really great job of humanizing characters that are like mm. uh, one of the main characters in the movie is Igor. Right. Uh, Frankenstein's assistant, right. and you kind of get to a bit of Igor's origin story, hmm. um, and you get cool. to sort of, you know, it does a really good job of humanizing the situ- situation. Excuse yeah. me, and yeah. Um, yeah, just just giving purpose to everything that's that's being uh, done in this. But cool. you know that in the past, because it's a classic story, you yep. don't ever question. Well, why did that happen? Right. Well, why did they? Right. But they 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 tell you. Hmm. They answer the questions you haven't asked, oh, cool. uh, and and you're glad that they've that they've Explored done it. it. Yeah, right. So yeah, that's uh, that's that. Oh, sorry, that was your first viewing of it. Of it. No, okay. no, I'd seen okay. it one other time. Cool. Um, but yeah, it's it's so good. It's okay. it's a really good movie. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that just about does it for us. Okay. Um, what do you what are you having me view this week? Victor Frankenstein. Victor Frankenstein. Okay. Yeah, you should watch Victor Frankenstein. Um, because it's a nice, decent-length film that isn't going to eat up an entire evening for you. (laughs) (sighs) Darn it. All right. Uh, You got anyone to... Uh, Yeah. I'm going to give a shout-out to Kevin Pennington. Kevin. Uh, I know his vote would have been more for The Lion King, so this is less about the podcast he deserves, but the podcast he needs right now. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll we'll do we'll do if if like I jump down into the comments. Right. Um I like always you can send us an email at yep. the movie men podcast yep. at gmail.com. Yep. Um and uh yeah, let us know what you think. Yeah. Um I, I don't if, know, ways that we can improve this, ways yeah. we can make it worse. Yeah. And thank you for your support that you've given us so far. Oh we yeah. Really appreciate uh, yeah. Click, comment, like share uh on when we post this episode feel free to comment what your three wishes or one of your three wishes would be if you had access to the genie right but But keep it you have to follow the rules and keep it clean you can't kill anyone you can't wish for more wishes and And you can't make someone fall in love someone fall and you can't raise someone from the dead right the lazarus Uh, effect is what we call it right yeah yeah okay well until next time yeah thank you for listening i bid you adieu thank you